The Bride, the Groom, the Covenant, Part 2, by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Continuing from last week, people born through the Word are also Abraham's seed, as Jesus was the descendant of Abraham, so they too are heirs of the promises made to Abraham. The Covenant of Christ, therefore, entitles God's children to the Abrahamic Covenant as well. Galatians 3.29 makes this plain. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. But we must mature to receive the fullness of what God offers in his covenants and become his helpmate, his bride. Galatians 4.1 says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave though he is master of all. The word became flesh for us. We must mature in truth and become the word for him. As the word, he is the message of God. We also become a living message, an epistle, as we become his body. 2 Corinthians 3.3 states, Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. You see, the covenant of Christ covers all that call upon his name for salvation, but only the wise virgins, those that will allow the Spirit of truth to prepare them, ones that keep his commandments, will enter marriage through communion and really be an active part of what the Lord, the King, is doing. Revelation 22.14 states, Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life, the Lord, the bridegroom, and may enter through the gates into the city, spiritual Sion and New Jerusalem. At Mount Sinai, God made covenant with his people and spoke his marriage contract to them. They said, All the Lord has spoken we will do. But they didn't. They broke his ketubah, his law and vows. They broke the covenant. Are we ready today as the Lord beckons his bride to come? Can we really be one with him, take communion with him, sing with him, be physically his body and spiritually his bride? Let me explain. To be a part of the word, we must, as discussed last week, be baptized in his name, leave the house of Adam to be one flesh with Christ, and allow his spirit to fill us. So we must love truth. He is truth. We must be in love with our husband. Daniel was told to shut up knowledge until the end. Seven seals were put on a scroll John was shown, to be opened only by a worthy one, and not until the end. It is the contents of these documents concerning the Lord and his church, his bride, his body, that is being released by the Lord to those that love the word, love truth, as yesterday ends and the new day dawns. We can no longer have one foot in the world and one foot in God's family. It is time to make up our minds. We must make the choice for the tree of life or be satisfied with the tree of good and evil. We must choose kingdom life, or be content with this world. 
Much of the traditional church today walks in false doctrine and believes the lies perpetrated by Satan through leadership that live in hypocrisy. These poor, unsuspecting people are not even aware of the choice, the covenants, or know much about the bride or groom. The trumpets are blowing. God is warning his people, exposing false doctrines, offering a place in the kingdom, putting forth a message from the tree of life for the world to choose. The covenants stand. They are there for those that will obey the laws on their heart. Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. In other words, be a faithful wife, unlike old Israel that broke his marriage contract. The church glorious, the church triumphant, must enter the covenant through communion by first taking proper steps to be married. No spot of purposeful sin, no wrinkle of division with the family she is part of. She must be dressed properly in robes of righteousness, garments of praise, covered in light, and be ready for change from the ways of the Adamic race of mankind to the ways of God to be one with him. We cannot enter the covenant lightly or unworthily, as did God's people before at Sinai. Again, remember the covenant stands to cover all for salvation. It is Christ's covenant with man that saves us. It is not our righteousness, but his blood that grants his children eternal life, and we take communion in remembrance of this. But for us to become flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone, requires sacrificial choices on our part. Being his wife is open to all, but not all will be accepted, as they will not undergo the preparation. Our hearts must be circumcised from all pertaining to Satan and his world or kingdom. There will be those that will try to enter his chambers too soon, taking communion as his bride without fully understanding the requirements, not maturing in the knowledge that it takes to become the Lord's body. They do not comprehend what all was actually done for the church by the resurrection of Christ from the grave, much less know what is required of the bride. Does she know him as the head, recognizing his government that he directs through? Does she see the Christ in others to discern the body? Does she love truth, eat all of it, and become it, to be flesh of his flesh? He is the word. Is she bound to him alone, as bone of his bone? What are her pleasures? Whose music does she listen to? Is it the music of the morning star? Is it his song that runs through her mind, and is it he who sits on her heart? Is she faithful to him alone? In short, is she worthy to enter his chambers? If it is her will to please him, and she means to obey him, his blood makes sure she is righteous, and his spirit teaches her well his ways. We do not want to be as those at Sinai that said they would obey, but turn from him for other gods and evil conduct. Many meet with God once a week, on the weekend, not giving the kingdom of God a thought throughout the week as they pursue careers, worldly pleasures, etc. Where is the your kingdom come, your will be done in their lifestyle? See what I mean? Yet they take communion, claiming to be part of the body of Christ and his bride. Let us read 1 Corinthians 
1127 through 32, where Paul was pointing out the problems of his day that prevented proper entrance to the blood covenant, resulting in the following scripture. 1 Corinthians 11.27-32 through 32 says, Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason... Many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. You see, the church for the most part does not understand the covenants. Many are not even aware they exist. God's covenants with his family promise a new earth and man's repossession of it, with a kingdom that will remain forever. The covenants promise restoration of our physical bodies, immortality for the church glorious, a triumphant church. There will be total rest from the enemy in the Lord's kingdom, no sickness or death, all creation will be restored. 1 Corinthians 15, 53-54 says, For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. We have the promise of living forever as God's family. Second Peter 3.13 states, Nevertheless we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. He promises the restoration of the earth. Romans 8.21 says, Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God, all creation will return to its original state. In closing, Jesus is the tree of life, the groom, and the bride, the leaves that will heal the nations. He is the vine. She is the branches that bear good fruit the world can feed upon to be restored, renewed, reshaped in righteousness to enter his kingdom. Living waters of truth flow forth from them giving birth to all things new. Revelation 22, 16-17 I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come, and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely.